Is here, say hello for our neighbor. Invite him for a lunch today. Say hello. Hello, how are you today? Andy, I love to see you playing. I told you this several times. You have this style, I like this. This Johnny Cash I'm waiting. What voice, my friend. Congratulations, well done, very good. Very good to be here this morning. Uh, I don't know how was your week. My week was very busy, working in hospitality, holidays, summer, very busy, but with some good news. I'm very happy I received um, in our office, in our job, one of the, the ladies who works uh, with us. She's from Sudan, and she came to me, Daniel, Daniel, it's Hiba, Giovanna, you remember. She, when she's in the place, it's like 50 people in the same place. She's very, more than me. Uh, Daniel, 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 now I believe in Jesus. Wow. Ah, okay, what happened, Hiba? No, 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 it's because she's uh, Muslim, but, but I have been praying for her for, for, for a long time, and she came to me and she said, you know, because I took my kid for school and, and my little one for some kind of jungle, jungle talks as well in another church, in another place in the town, and a lady there, she looked at me, and why you are sad? And she said, I'm not sad. No, you have some sadness in your heart. Can I pray for you? And she started to cry. Hey, Danny, how she didn't know about my life? I was really sad that day, Mike, my husband, oh, I was struggling with Mike, and now I believe how Jesus know about our hearts was, was, was very good. So I'm happy this happened uh, this week. And Biro as well, she sent the love from Brazil for the street children in there, for all of you. Uh, they have news, they have new projects happen. And now in, the, in their meetings and the service, they keep praying for our church, they put the UK flag in there, and they are praying for this church, and they start to build and to draw some kind of project for this church. And, and she, uh, he sent a message for me, and then you have some ideas for Crawley Community Church. We, all the guys here together, and Patricia, uh, his wife, they help refugees in Greece and Turkey, and they are a small church and they have no resources. But they say, yes, we have some new projects and they are really exciting to pray for this church, so I'm happy, it's <laughs> a good news. Uh, if you want to know more or if you want to give some help for them, just look at, uh, come to talk to me in the end of the meeting, I can give you more information. Now, um, this morning we will pray and we will share about the second coming, the return of Jesus Christ, wow. the great day. And before, I just want to read Revelation 19, 7. I love this verse. Is that, let us rejoice, be glad, and give him glory. Wow. Oh, I love this. Let's rejoice, be glad, and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Are you? Can I hear amen? amen. Ah, help me to preach. Are you ready for the wedding? Yes. How do you prepare for the wedding? Dye the hair, put the dress, a nice dress, smart clothes, and let's go for the wedding. Are you ready? Let's share about this this morning. Let's pray. Close your eyes a second. Lord, we are here um, because our hearts, we are Demario, and our hearts, we want to worship your name. 
And we ask you, Lord, for your word. Please make your word uh, correct us, give, give us some courage, strength. We need to listen your voice. We need, Lord. We love your voice. We need your voice. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. When I was a boy, I remember we always talked in church songs, Christian songs, preachings, teachings, and Bible schools and Sunday schools about the coming, the second coming, the return of Jesus Christ. If you were from some church when you was a kid, you remember. If you are not from any church, but probably you have someone in your family, and we always talk about this. When I was a little boy, I was scared. Oh my God. God, you kill me. <laughs> and I remember many preachers, many teachings, many thoughts, many magazines, Bible verses, teaching about the second coming of Jesus Christ, the return of Jesus Christ to this land. But I don't know why. We stop it. We stop to preach about this. We stop to share about this. We stop to teach our children about this. We talk about everything. And it's, it's difficult to go for some church and the preachers there talking about when everything finished, the second coming of Jesus Christ, the revelation book, the end of the world. It's hard to find this. Why? I think this kind of, this type of belief, uh, I don't know, become, became very radical or extremist or doesn't fit or doesn't match with 21st century. Uh, we became very sophisticated, technologic, rational. Can you imagine you with your co-workers sharing about the second coming of Jesus Christ? Or you in your university sharing about, hey, Jesus is coming back? Or in any kind of environment, on the petrol station, when you talk about faith and about grace and about forgiveness, and then mm, second coming of Jesus Christ, do you really believe in this? Do you really believe that he rose from the dead? Do you really believe in the cross? Okay, you have Christmas and Easter and all this, but uh, this kind of thing about the end of the world is not so good, it's not so nice, it's not so fashion, it's very old school, it's very old fashioned, doesn't fit with our busy lives, uh, we have things to do. So, step by step, we give up of our identity. So when we preach about these kind of things, like this series, we believe, I think we are trying to rescue our identity. We need this. We need to come back to our roots, come back to the basis, come back to the reasons of our faith. So every time when I came to the church, in this morning I was with uh, this problem, I was sitting here uh, with this problem. I have a problem with the songs. I mean, the songs are beautiful, the words are beautiful, the music are beautiful, but my problem is the lyrics is some words. We were singing now, uh, for you our hearts are open, then it start to be dangerous for me. Nothing here is hidden. 
and the next sentence kill me. You are our own desire. And then I stopped at God, this is lie. This is not true. I have another desire. It's okay, it's life. But I think the author, what means is, is the main desire or reason. When this happens, what happened with me? When I lost my identity. So I think God's not impressed of our words. I, Daniel, me, me, myself, I have my suspicions about collective courage. Let me explain for you. When we are together, like this morning, we have our mates, our friends. We know each other for many years. We have the same faith. We have the same theology. Some points different, but okay. We are in the same place, in the same environment. We are friends. Here, it's easy to raise our hands and say, we love you, Jesus. We expect your return. We believe in this. And I have my suspicions about the collective courage. Do you remember the last supper? Jesus was eating around the table, his disciples, everybody was there. The last moment, Jesus started to share, oh, this is my body, this is my blood, I'm going to the cross. Oh no, Lord, we will die for you. Collective, everybody together, we will die for you. No, Peter. No, 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 I will, I will. No, Peter, will you deny me? No, never. If you read the text, Peter say twice, I will die with you, Lord. But you deny me three times. No, no, I will die with you. Because they are all together. They are full of faith. They believe in the same things. They have the DNA, identity, no crisis. Now, take the camera and let's go for the garden. The olive's garden. The soldiers came to arrest Jesus. Everybody together, all disciples, all friends. Jesus was there. They look at each other. Yes, let's face the Roman soldiers. They were Roman soldiers. And they asked for Jesus. Jesus, can we take our sword and go to the fight? Jesus, no. And one of them cut off the ear of the, the servant of the high priest. High priest was the powerful man who was working the back scenes in that fake judgment of Jesus, full of power and influence. His servant was there, and some disciples, full of collective courage, brave, cut off his ear, because they were all together. But now, the, things start, the scene starts to change. They took Jesus for the house of the high priest. If you keep reading, Peter was following, following from distance. And now Peter was there alone, no more with all his brothers and friends. And now Peter was there in the courtyard, all of them together, and they start, and Peter started to deny Jesus. You know the history, I don't need to tell you everything again. Where was the courage? 70% of the Christians, youth, they gave up the faith in university. 70%, guys, solid 70%. In the second year, in the university, they gave up church, they gave up faith, they lost identity, the DNA, because they don't have their own faith. They have the faith of their parents. Their church was not so relevant in their life. So now they are in the courtyard of the high priest. And I know how is the pressure. I know how it's hard. 
So when we sing here together, when we talk about the coming of Jesus, if I'm ready or not, I look at myself, I look inside of me and say, my God, where's my identity? Where's my DNA to stand in any situation and say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God for salvation. Yes, I believe he'll come back someday and you need to fix your life because all of us will give accountability of our lives in that day. So when you go for your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when you go for a place of work, for your activities, where's our courage? Where's our DNA? Where's our identity? So this kind of sermon, this kind of preaching is to bring back our DNA, our faith, our roots, our identity. And I like this. But this problem now uh, takes us for another situation, a second spe- uh, uh, step is the danger to not be hot or not cold, but look warm. Almost there, look warm. My friend, how is your life? How is your family? How is your life is my question for you this morning. I don't know. Uh, it's a long time and not worry anymore about reputation. You can leave this place with hating me, angry, but I'm not here today to talk how to achieve your little dream or talk to how to go, oh, where are you going to spend your next holidays with your uh, kids? Uh, how can I pay for my next car or next house or my degree? I'm, not, I'm here to talk about your soul and your eternity, where you spend your eternity, my friend. How is your life? How is your situation? Hot, cold, lukewarm. Look at yourself. Jesus is coming back. Nothing can stop his return. Nothing can prevent him. If you believe or not, he's coming. How is your life? Do you remember when he was before the cross? He was in Pilate. And the wife, the Pilate's wife, came to him. She got a dream the last night. And she came and she sent a message. Please, don't get involved with this innocent man. And this request is impossible. Was impossible for, for, for him and is impossible for you and me. Because if you're not involved with the Savior, someday you'll be involved with the judge. And this day will come. It's not your choice. It's not in my hands. And I love when Jesus, in Luke chapter 21, verse 34, he starts saying, be careful. I love this, be careful. You know the red light, danger, be careful. Come on. Or your hearts, you'll be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and anxieties of life. And there. Anxieties of life. And that day, you close on you suddenly like a trap. We are almost saying, please, Jesus, don't come back now. I need that degree. Jesus, don't come back now. I need to get the new contract, new clients. I have my dreams. I need to build a nice future for my kids. If you come back now, okay, Jesus, I love you, but let's keep in this, this, this way. Please don't come back now, Jesus, because I'm full of anxieties of life. 
Maybe, my problem is not drunkenness, parties, but it's this, when everything else is important, and then when I cannot teach my girls or my children to love and put their hopes in another place, in another time, in the future, when we don't feed our kids or our souls with the main desire to see his face in that great day, to listen, hey, he's calling my name, you know why? Because in the flash, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trumpet will sound. Your name will be called. We need to desire this. Because Jesus Christ is not coming for a materialist, secularist, worldly bride who loves this world. It's the opposite. First Peter. He said, I urge you as foreigners and exiles. What he's saying, you don't belong for this world. You don't belong. Don't put your, all your hope here. Don't put all your roots here. Don't put your joy here, all your dreams here. You need to dream with something above. We need to dream with something different beyond this world. Beyond this. It's very sad, Paul said this. It's very sad when all our uh, hopes is only here in everyday life. And yeah, someday Jesus is coming back. But we have no joy, we have no celebration, we have no hope in these days. How will it be? Then we have a scene. Okay? I love when Jesus gives this uh, kind of scene for us to understand, picture to understand. The Bible many, many times makes this association or this analogy between that day and the wedding. And Matthew 25, is there about the 10 virgins. Do you remember this text? 10 wise, 10 foolish. Uh, five wise, five foolish. I'm good in math. Five each. And, and they were there waiting for the bridegroom. Their expectations was the bridegroom. They were there waiting and ready with their lamps, with oil and their lamps. I don't need to explain this. You know what the oil means. And they were there waiting, and I love this. Now we have our lamps, and we have the oil. But I know the pressures, like the youth in university, everybody wants to blow your uh, light, your flame. Uh, your friends, the invitations for different stuffs, or you, men, or husbands. Husbands, they are very good to do this with wives. <sighs> yeah, all the time. And your son, all the time, <sighs> with your lamp, with your joy, with your flame, and the anxieties of life, all the time, <sighs> you know, with your joy, with your flame, with your oil, and wives with the husband. Amen. <laughs> so we have this all the time. The life is trying to keep us full of anxiety and troubles and put in another dreams in our hearts and begin another dreams. But there is something amazing in this moment in Matthew chapter 25. The five foolish brides, they realize when the oil was running out. You know how is your life. I know how is my life. And you know when the oil is finishing. 
You know when the flame is not there anymore. You know when the hope is not the same. You know when your faith is not the same as in the beginning. The joy. When you read the Bible or when you read the parables and there is no joy anymore. Oh, something wrong with my oil. And they came to another five brides, the wise ones, to ask, there is something wrong. We don't have any more. Can you share? This is beautiful. They try. But they are not ready. My friend, how is your life? Are you ready for that day? The, web, the wedding of the Lamb has come. And he came for his bride. I know about my life of prey. I know when I had no oil. The good news is there is oil available yeah. all the time. Yeah. Now, we still have time. We still have time to have that, to feed the flame. We still have time for the meeting with the bridegroom. We still have time to get ready for the wedding. We still have the opportunity to fix your life and your family and your kids and your faith, to give some steps, to repent about your sins, to come back to God, to come back to reconciliate yourself with Jesus, with the grace, with the life of prayer, to change your habits. We still have time. This is grace. This is opportunity. Why? Not to make you more polite or a nice Christian. It's to save you from the hell. It's to save you, to take you to the heaven. It's for that day. When I was a kid, someone told me, I put this in my mind. And that day, uh, we have a big screen with all our scenes in there. Oh, my God, my name starts with D. So, and the second, third in the line, A, B, C, D. Daniel, your scenes. <laughs> If your name starts with H, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> that day is coming. That day is coming for some of us when we die, when you close our eyes. There is nothing more to do. And then they were there with no oil, but they won't be part of the big wedding, and I love this. The oil was running out. And then someone screamed, hey, the bridegroom's coming. Prepare yourselves. Oh, my God, oh, my God. It's like a trap. Like Jesus said, say, it's like a trap. Now, you have been in many weddings in your life. You know how is this, right? You need to get ready. You buy a nice present gift uh, to give for, for the new family. And you take your kids and your car, you put the smart clothes and you go for, for that place and you sit like a church like this, you have the nice carpet and beautiful flowers and nice music and everybody talk to each other. You see that relatives or friends and you talk to each other, the ladies talk to each other, mm, her shoes doesn't match with the bag or the hair is not so nice. Oh, where you dye your hair? I love your color. And you have all these in the, in the wedding. And then you have that big meeting with lots of food. And then uh, first you start the, the best man or the bridesmaid. They start to come. And okay, it's okay, it's nice, it's good. But uh, we really want to see the bride. Because every bride is beautiful. And you have the bridegroom here. The guy don't know where he can put his hands. And everybody's... 
anxiety that moment, and then we have the big moment when the bride comes. Now, the bride comes to the corridor and she looks for their friends and relatives. Hello, hello, hello. But what you want to really see? The bridegroom. What this guy, the bridegroom, what he really wants to see? The bride. Yeah. The bride. And then all the people who were talking about the best man or the bridesmaid, they start to talk, oh, look, this bride, she's beautiful. She's pure, she's radiant, she's blameless, no wrinkle, no blemish. She's amazing, she's the pride. I want you now be transported for the future in some place in the eternity for that day. The big wedding of the Lamb. Uh, get ready for this. We have the song. We have the song, guys. And we have the song. Can you play or? Da, 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 da. Yeah. You are there. Audience. Billions and billions of angels. The arms of heaven. There is the great moment. The bride is coming, and they talk to each other. Look. Open the doors, Gabriel. Open the doors. The bride is coming. And the bride starts to come. I will be there. You will be there with me. And they start to talk. Look, she's radiant. She's blameless. She has no wrinkle. She's holy. She's pure. And she loves the bridegroom. She doesn't want to stay there. She wants to stay here. And the bridegroom is there. And she came to the corridor. I will be there with you. You'll be there with me to see him in that face. It's like the sun shining in all his brilliance and white robes and his thing is writing King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He'll be there, my bride, at the right moment. So, are you ready for this day? Do not be part of this day? So fix your life today. Pray for our children. Don't give up to pray. Don't give up to believe. Get ready for the big wedding of the Lamb. We have invitation here every Sunday and every day available for you. We have oil, we have the Holy Spirit, we have everything for you, everything. There is no excuses. And that day, we have the big wedding, the big day. I want, I want to ask you for you to stand. Because when the bride comes, all the audience stands for that big moment. And I want to ask you to close your eyes. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Joe, can you come, please? And you'll sing some worship song. Close your eyes a second. I want to read again. Revelation 19 is right in there. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. Not give him complaints, not give him sadness, not give him anxiety. Give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself 
ready. We still have time to get some oil. We still have time to repent. We still have time to come to the cross. We still have time to prepare our children, our families, because that day you'll be like a trap. That day you'll be suddenly. That way you come. If you believe or not, that day you come. If you are here or your grandchildren will be here in the future, I don't know, but that day will come. The last trumpet will be sound. Your name will be called. The bridegroom is coming and he will be there, my friend. And you get involved with the judge or with the saver. You will be there and now is your time. Now is your turn. Repent of your sin. Come back to Jesus. Come back to the roots of your faith. Stand in every kind of environment and uh, preach about your faith. Share about your faith. Uh, take with you for that day of uh, the big wedding how many people as you can. Take with you. Take by the, uh, the hands. Give lift. Do something. But get ready for that day. Lord, we are here this morning. Yeah. Oh, Lord, we have so many priorities in your lives. Oh, Lord, we put so many things in our hearts. And that's in face, Lord. Many times you are not the first one. Many times as your bride, we look for every side, but we don't look for the bridegroom. Many times our main desires is only the things about this word. We love this word sometimes, Lord. We love our lives. Our hearts is, is in our lives many, many times, very often. Please bring us back, Holy Spirit. Bring awakening in our homes, in ourselves, in our houses. Wow. We will give accountability of everything. We give account of our lives for you that day. And you want to see your face. Lord, we don't care about streets of gold, those crystal sea. We want to see the bridegroom. I want to see your face. I don't want to see Paul, Abraham. I want to see the bridegroom. My God, my Savior, my Jesus, the Son of God, who died for me, the Lamb of God. I want to see you. I want to see you smiling for me. I want to see you, Lord, giving welcome, my son. I was waiting for you. I want to be there. We believe in those things, Lord. We believe in this as our church, as our children. We want to sanctify our lives and our families. We believe in this. We want to get ready for that great day. Because we belong to you. We belong to you, Lord. I want to ask you for Joe to sing a song. In this meantime, if you want to pray for some specific reason, but mainly about yourself and your heart and your faith. Of course, you can pray for everything, for some disease or some situation with some friend or relative, but mainly about where is your hope to the Holy Spirit to bring back that flame, that, that fire, and put oil in your lamp, clean your life from sins, from dirt, scarce, because the bride of Jesus is holy and you will be called to be holy. If you want specific prayer for this, I want to invite you, run here. We will pray for you. Why we sing?